0: Anthony
1: Darby, we are here with Jerry Miller. Jerry, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you guys? Thank
1: you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you give a, a little introduction of, of yourself?
2: Thank you for having me this afternoon. Um, I'm Jerry Miller. I have a personal training at a yoga studio in Salisbury, Maryland. It's on Riverside Drive. I've been in business about 12 to 15 years. I um, I teach small, small groups and maybe large groups if they come to me. Um, doing my passion every day, loving
1: it. Uh. That's phenomenal. So we know that you're super passionate about what you do, and um, you have a really great reputation here. Uh, I'm sure beyond the Eastern Shore, but on the Eastern Shore, I know you do a lot of certifications for newer instructors and things like that. with our wellness campus and taking a more of an interdisciplinary approach to wellness and trying to uh, give our patients and our population experiences to different tools that they can use in their journey of wellness. Um, Yoga is probably one of the more, more talked about ones, right? I think a lot of folks, maybe not so much 25 years ago um but it seems like now in 2020 you know i think a lot of folks associate yoga with wellness and uh, understand at least at some level that there's both a a physical and a mental component to yoga and how they play that makes it so successful for so many people right
2: right absolutely um it's newer to america um it's, it's a really interesting, i journey. If you're really going to take up yoga, yeah, you could do yoga, the physical poses. I thought that's what, what it was all about when I took a class years ago at Merritt Athletic Club in Salisbury. I was like, yeah, I can throw a warrior two down. That's, that's some pretty bad. I'm pretty bad at doing this. You <laughs> know, I was a student athlete, gymnast, ran track, field hockey. And then a lot of stuff happened, uh, a lot of trauma and tragedy. And I was introduced to yoga and. Then I was introduced to teacher training and then it all like took off and then it got in my head.
1: So. so when you were in that, before you kind of got to that, that instructor and that trainer mindset, when you were kind of just in the trauma mindset and I assume, you're, you know, you're looking for healthy outlets, you're looking for coping strategies and coping tools and, and you go to yoga. What about yoga made it so impactful for you that, that you made it your life's kind of work, right?
2: Right. So one of my dear friends, Spicer Bell. He used to be in charge of the community foundation. I don't know if you guys yeah. know him. Um, he and his wife were some of my best friends, and he he was trained at Krapala up north years ago. He fixed his back problem with it severe back pain, possible surgery. He wanted to avoid surgery at any cost. He was like, Dear, you've been through a lot of stuff. You really should take yoga." So I took his yoga class and. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting it, but not really. I was really strung out with a lot of stuff that was going on in my life. And one day he did this body scan, and it was towards the end of Shavasana, which is the relaxation part. And he was like, okay, some people fall asleep during this. And I'm like, yeah, right. That's really going to happen with me. I'm type A. I'm all the way wound up. Can't settle down. And then... I I, I did it. I did it in that class and he had to wake me up and grab my big toe and I was like totally embarrassed about it but (laughs) I'm like uh, something works here. This is working for me. So then after that I got um, interest in teacher training because after that I took a little bit more and took it once a week, nothing major but it kept getting in my head that I need to go take the class and then Spicer was like you need to go to teacher training school. So I ended up finding the school that I wanted to go to, which was YogaFit, because at the time, I mean, that was 10 years ago, you could go to like a three-week intensive, leave your home. I had teenage children at home, um, and I was like, I can't do that. First of all, I can't afford to do it. And second of all, it's not going to work for my schedule. So I found YogaFit, which is um, an organization originally out of California with Beth Shaw. She's got the biggest... Teacher training school in the world. Now she's virtual right now, and they're starting to go back to like their big, uh, conferences. And it took me about five years to finish, but that was the plan. So I could go away for a weekend, um, or go take a, take a bunch of stuff. And then I got my 200 RYT and we're approved through Yoga Alliance. And a certification on that is really, really important to me to have that credential for myself as is my personal training. So that's what happened. It took me a while, but I taught the whole time. There's no regulation on teaching uh, without a certification, unless you maybe want to go get another job somewhere else, like some people. So I talked, talk, talk. Got a lot of experience. Digested all the education as I went along that time. Instead of being in three weeks uh, in an intensive, and I, my, I don't have the brain that could grab all that information in three weeks. So it was a really good educational journey for me, uh, and I really liked the school and promote the school just for myself i mean i don't do this sure. for yoga fit i don't work for them but it was a it was a great experience
1: that's really um, neat so when we say the word yoga it's a really broad term right um as i learn more and more it seems like there's more and more let's say verticals or uh, specialties within the broader span of yoga so there's hot yoga there's um yoga like we're going to do within um in our community we can get into kind of what we're going to do here as well but um which is just really breathing in very light movements uh, where there's other um ways to practice yoga which is incredibly physically intensive right i mean i've right um one of the experiences i've had through yoga was through like the p90x program right and um when you're taking that you, you're a few vinyasas in, man, your mat's covered in sweat. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> no joke. I remember <laughs> the first time thinking like, Oh, at least I'm going to lay on a mat today instead of doing like this crazy P90X workout. And next thing you know, after I planks for, you know, 12 straight minutes and you've done the same vinyasa and you're up and down, you're holding your own body weight. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow. Like this is, this is a like real work. And I think a lot of the, um, you know, you're a personal trainer as well. Right. So <laughs> I think that, um, if, if if you have ambiguity around what yoga means, have an open mind because there's so many different variances of it that if you're looking for something, you say, uh, I, there's no way I'm doing any type of a crazy workout and you know I have bad knees, whatever your case may be, and you just want to do breathing exercises, there's specialty for that, right? right. But if, if you want to get after it and you really want to test your body and you really want to see what you're about, I mean, there is some... Really cool ways to tax yourself through a a yoga practice and really put your body to uh, to the test. I think it's cool.
2: Yeah, so many different kinds to offer. You know, if someone's interested in it, from where there's basically no movement, like you're saying, like maybe it's just the pranayama. It's just a breathing exercise or a meditation. It's still yoga. It doesn't have to be an hour long. It could be a five minute class, fifteen minute class. It's something you could do at home. Doesn't require a lot of equipment, maybe, unless you're in like maybe some swarupa yoga where uh, maybe they're building up and you're on your back the whole time. There's, like you said, there's vinyasa. I'm training vinyasa which is a lot of flow, but I have to break that down sometimes for my clients. We're, we're not really going to do a lot of movement today, or we're going to do a minimal amount of movement, or we're going to modify it. And that's kind of where people get lost in that maybe that thing of, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible.
1: I can't do a split right. or I can't do...
2: Exactly why you should that's do yoga. That's the point of
1: doing yoga, right? We
2: want you to get flexible.
1: The first time I ever touched my toes was after doing the yoga program. Right. through you're like, wow, yoga.
2: I'm pretty stretchy. So we can all become a little bendy. And the beauty of yoga is depending on the type of it, like if you're in vinyasa, then you're building endurance, and you're building strength, and you're building balance, and you're building through your breath, and you're building through your mind, and maybe you can do some of that connection to your soul as well.
1: So, um, good to say,
0: like, my, so I never, I'm like, the, the. <laughs> Naturally, the least flexible like human being, ever, right? <laughs> and I always have that. And I never stretched. So I was an idiot, you know what I mean? Right. Sports, whatever. I'm just gonna go out there. I'm you know, physically fit. I can run. I can lift weights. I can do all those things. And then you get a little bit older, and you know, I had some issues. I was training to we do the half marathon stuff, and stuff. I was like, man, I get these nerve issues. My back's always sore. I was crap strong. I know what I need to do. I'm just like. Number one, I don't want people to see how horribly inflexible I am, right? And number two, like, I don't even know if I can do it. So, like, I remember the first couple times I was doing it, and my wife and I just did the 30-day 30, 30 thing on YouTube, right? right? Just to get started. And, uh, like, it was halfway embarrassing at first, but after a couple of sessions, I was like, wow, this was awesome. Yeah. Like, I felt phenomenal. Like, my head was in, like, was in a better headspace, Right. Right. Um, and, like, my flexibility was way better, and I was able did not be as sore after I left at weights or did some of the other physical activity, and it's like something that I follow through. I do, you know, two to three times a week at least. It's like a great practice. So anybody that's out there that's scared to try it, because I was one hundred percent of the people. It's uh, yeah, don't be scared. So Can
1: we talk about um, so? Like one of the great things that I think yoga does is it does create that like level of flexibility, and in some ways is is like um, it's the it's the opposite of stagnatism, right? Right. So like when I think of sickness, one of the first things that comes to my mind are people that are stagnant, that, that aren't moving, that aren't free flowing. But I think about people that have back pain. My first question is, Would well, you have an office job? You're sitting in a chair 12 hours a day? Yeah, like exactly. Right? Because like, these are the correlations that I make. So maybe you can explain what happens to the body when it's not being challenged. Like, a, like in a program like yoga, you're not stretching it. You're not exercising it can maybe from you know your perspective you can explain what, what we're doing why is this so beneficial Because we both feel a huge benefit from it both mentally and physically we both can't stand being complacent like you know if i go a couple of days now without working out my mental state yeah, forget my physical really with my, my mind is yeah. done um so give us like some of the, the science behind it. So that
2: was a really good thing to say about, hey, that person that's sitting in their desk job, okay, so they're sitting in what I call like a fixed position where they're like we are right now, just for a short period of time, where your your yep. knees are bent, your your hips are flexed, and your spine maybe is not in a good alignment because you're probably hunching forward typically this desk job. Make sure you're in a
1: microphone. So they
2: actually have a really tight chest. And not a very strong back. Um, so sitting there creates, um, where you say stachism or blood pulling, where you go to get up and you're like, oh my God, I can barely get up. You know, everything is so stiff. So it creates lack of mobility. And then we've got those people that I want you to move. So if you're not moving... I'm not saying that we're going to move as we were as teenagers or student athletes or even when we were just young kids running around in the yard. You both have young children. You know they bounce, they fly, they leap. They're incredible what they can do. We were the people but now we need to take care of that. So we need to keep our spaces open and our body and stretched. So becoming and staying mobile is so important and so many people want to fight it. So let's say like we've got that person that's sitting in that desk, and then it's time to go home and oh, I don't feel like exercising, I'm really tired. Okay, I get it, I get it, but we've got to put it in there so that if we're not mobile as we age, then you are going to be sitting in that chair somewhere in a corner because most of us can't afford to do what the wealthy, really rich people can do and and pay for somebody to take care of us. So even if the mobility it's different than it was when you were 3, 4, 15, 16, whatever it is, We still need to be mobile. So if you can walk, you should walk. If you can ride a bike, you can ride a bike. You know, get back to riding a bike. I just have a a client that I recently said, you know, you're not walking because it's hot outside and you have allergies. How about a bike? When was the last time you rode a bike? And, And she was like... I think she was kind of like, "Wow, that's a really good I can idea." Still ride a bike, if I'm wow! So, no, I can't. so, what a
1: novel idea, right? right? Like exactly. this, like
2: because but, all of us should ride a bike. I mean, if you don't want to walk, some people doesn't feel good to walk, okay? Or maybe it's too humid or whatever. So she's barred a bike right now, and we're in the process of making sure she acquires the right helmet because then we got a whole other issue because we got to take care of this. Because I've been trained in TBIs. Um, but to find a way to move, we can all move. Even if it's on a recumbent bike, it doesn't necessarily have to be outside. Or maybe it's a stepper. Or maybe it's swimming. Or maybe it's just you take a lot of yoga. You can still get all the health benefits that you can out of, I mean, are you a marathoner? Or, or no. no.
1: We, We're not we, 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 we almost threw our hat in the, in the bag. <laughs> Salisbury Marathon it's, to support Salisbury. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just went back to lifting weights.
0: But I still run like, I still run once a week and I do right. some intermittent. So we all need but,
2: to stay mobile. That's the easiest way yeah. of putting
1: it. I was working in a desk job in D.C. and I remember this older guy coming over to me and telling me, he goes, you know, he who sits the most dies the fastest. Oh, wow. And I was like, and as I was, I had a two-hour commute into my job and then I was in a desk for eight hours and a two-hour commute back and I'm just like, I'm Die. Two
2: so like, four hours of of being confined, yeah, position. being
1: in a locked position and not having really a choice. You know what I mean? Um, but then I started. So the next day I got a stand up desk. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, the next day I got a stand up desk. Great. I used my lunch break to start running, which I didn't like running, but running downtown in like Arlington was kind of cool because there was enough to keep me occupied, you know, a lot of stimulation. Mm-hmm. So like that, but um, that was like a big the kind of aha moment in my life in terms of understanding and uh like I always look back at, you know, our previous generations and stuff and the guys that were in business that were just sitting in their desk and eating shitty lunches and smoking cigarettes during their breaks and doing that and they all they all had heart attacks and died at sixty five right. years old, right? That so big
2: belly creeps on there. Exactly. So you know, it's just waiting to happen.
1: hmm so it's something that we've, you know, not just me, but our partners. And I think a lot of dudes in my generation are looking at and saying, you know, we have to be more mindful about how we treat our bodies. And if we're going to be the, we wanna be, so what we want to be,
2: it's just one thing, you know what I'm saying? That's just one of the components of, of this healthy lifestyle that we're, we're all trying to, to get ourselves to do and to I'm trying to feed people to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to do that.
1: So is yoga kind of by definition part of bringing like the mind and body together? I mean, is that, is that in the principle of, I mean, is there yeah. a definition of yoga? Yeah,
2: there is a definition. And one of the simplest definitions is, um, so think of yoga as like a yoke, actually, it actually means yoking or union. So you're taking those two parts and you're, and you're connecting them together somehow. So the three parts of yoga are the mind and the body. And then we can put that soul part in there. Cause kind of like when it gets in your head about stuff, it, you take, I'm going to say this, like you take, um, and it's not religion. There's a whole nother thing about that. It's
1: spirituality. Really so, yeah.
2: It's spirituality. And there is a difference, even though there could be some overlying areas. So I, I hate when people say, um, I shouldn't say I hate cause I don't really hate anything. I, I disagree to say that um, it's not a religion. It's a spiritual way for yourself if you decide to put that component in there. I'm
1: surprised, like You're um, making good you may,
2: decisions for yourself.
1: Yeah, you may simple not simple as that. Yeah. You may not know this, but in Berlin, there was a big push to get yoga into the schools out there in Worcester County. And I thought, like, I'm reading this program. I'm like, this is a phenomenal idea. And like, a local pastor came out with like. I mean, you would have thought that they were preaching like pornography and like right. and, and insaneism. Like this really? this idea that, that kids are going to learn <laughs> kids are going to learn mindfulness and and practice yoga, and somehow that's going to be a detriment to like our society. And I was like. I, I put it, everything's in my my own context, right? So I I see how cannabis gets judged and I find it unfairly. So when I see other things that are normal, like for instance, hospice, right? When I first started working with hospice, I didn't realize that there are many physicians in the hospital that don't recognize a hospice as a legit thing. They don't believe in it. They think that their job is to keep people alive and that sending people to hospice is giving up, even though... A lot of people, myself included, think that hospice is an amazing tool for folks at the end of their life and really provides comfort and safety, right. right? I didn't realize that yoga had, in some ways, these adversaries that look at it as a conflict to Christianity or to religion.
2: There can be if somebody wants to pull that up in there. I had a, a, a similar thing happen to me in my parking lot in front of my studio several years ago. So I'm closing my studio to me. I was like, what are you doing there? I'm like... Oh, and I'm so excited! Oh my gosh, it's a man who used to do yoga. And I said, "Well, I teach. I'm a personal trainer. I teach yoga." And he just like he gave me this look. Like he said, "My pastor said that's a really bad thing." I'm like, "Well." I don't agree with you. I don't know where you got your information, but you have a right to your own beliefs, but um it's a whole different way. But yeah, yeah, he basically walked away, which is which is fine. Right, is fine, but, it's, but it's
1: it's it's uh, it's interesting that that like that that yeah. belief exists and that it's out right. there and,
2: and it's truly what anybody believes, you know, what you believe yeah. that's going to work for you might not work for the next next person over there. So, anyway, no religion. <laughs>
1: okay. um, I would argue that we after doing this for a few years now In the dispensary, without making overgeneralization, we can kind of pick traits that successful patients have, right? Right. Um, honesty, discipline, um transparency this this is the way we interact with them so are there certain things as, as folks maybe listen to this and are looking to, to go on their their yoga journey like are there certain things that that you find characteristics that of people that have success with yoga versus not maybe some things that someone should do in preparation from like a, a mental standpoint they want to try yoga to get themselves in the right state of mind
2: well Some of the guidelines on yoga are like we did in yoga fit is like um not to be one of them is the judgmental thing, which is really hard for all human beings. I I have to say at one point in my life, through a large part of my life, younger part, I was pretty probably pretty judgmental. Yeah, I was judgmental, okay. Whether you were or not, you know, I admit that. I think we were um not not so much anymore. Not so much anymore when you educate yourself on all the stuff that's going on around you. That's kind of where like yoga has created, to me and to some of my people that have been taking it for a long time, quite an awareness on what's going on around you. Um,
1: and, and every practitioner is going to have their own specialties. But one of your specialties is, is trauma, is, is not just TBIs but also PTSD and right. folks that are having some some... Life affecting issues. I mean, I don't know how how do you how you describe that, but it's um, it's something that's happened to them that's that's stuck there, right? And you're working to kind of right. unstick that. I
2: worked with a group for a while, while with it. I mean, had a really good training. I went to San Diego to take this training, and it actually was very very cool. Some of the instructors had some serious PTSD, and they were like, it's you know, they were they were um they were clear about it and open about it. It's something that you know. A lot of people, uh, have a walk well, of shame with it, but it's true. I mean, I, I'll just say I have PTSD. I manage it through my exercise, through my diet. Um, I have a, I have a dog, uh, that's not a service dog because I'm not military by any means, but it's not, PTSD kind of has gotten at like this thing along the way, like it's just for the military. It's not. It's for any human being. And what affected me may not have, affected you, um, but I managed it through uh, therapy with a therapist. I've had him. I'm just being straight out of there, folks. I've had him for 15 years. He's awesome. Yeah. He's helped me, I call navigate through all this stuff. I'm good, though. I, you know, I'm not medicated. I don't have to take any any psycho meds. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I also have resiliency, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, talking about these things now is so important. And, and for the longest time, me to talk about my anxiety or depression issues was something that I would never talk to anybody about, maybe one of my closest friends. And now I have no problem getting on a podcast and diving into them or talking about them. And, and, some of that comes with the humbling of of actually going through some real shit and dealing with people that have gone through real shit, mm-hmm. and you kind of you kind of get this sense of not sweating the small stuff. Right. And if you're gonna judge me because I have a mental health issue or because you know I have challenges, then you're either a not acknowledging your own challenges and they're gonna come and get you one day, right. or b you're gonna have a family member that has very similar challenges because the challenges that I have are not unique to just me. They're they're widespread, the especially things. during global pandemic and during just uncertain times, and all the things that are going on right now. You know, I think more and more people just, to your point, they need to be open and and understand that it's a non-judgmental place when you go to a therapist or you go to a counselor. And we've um we've got a really broad network of these folks, and this, this and I get to see them. I go to a therapist myself. Something I never would have thought that I would go to unless I was having this extreme circumstances but once you get past the extreme circumstances and you realize now this person is actually good just to have on and i almost wonder had i engaged in talking to someone in this fashion at 16 right maybe i would have avoided some of the traumas that i had because i would have been better suited to handle them
2: yeah the mental health thing it's it's come a long way it still has a long way to go especially with the addictions out there now and, and actually like you're saying like navigating through this pandemic you guys have kids. I don't know about school. It's been—it was very challenging for me to be shut down and then yeah. start working off of uh, you know my iPad and and thinking, am I going to make it? So there was a lot of mental stuff. Yeah, hey,
1: we're building it's a like mental gymnastics, honestly. Yeah. Like every day, we're and building I, a campus that we—the whole goal was to bring people to our campus. And rule number one about code is you can't bring anyone to your campus. Like, uh, this is tough. And, and quite honestly, we're also we are hell fast on this belief of wellness. You know, the challenge of growing a business like this is, is going to be a different, it's going to impose different challenges to us than growing the dispensary. Right. Because at the end of the day, the dispensary has a product that a lot of people are seeking. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that taking that product is a lot less work than right. the stuff we're going to do on this side of the house. So we
2: add some other things to that. Yeah. And there's so many modalities of a call it treatment or therapy or whatever you want to say. Um, I like to say treatment. From Dreaming. modalities of therapy, or there's so many things, yoga, personal training, eating right, um, socializing yeah. properly. Yeah, know.
0: Just breathing, I found Just that. breathing. Like, I found, like, I know I was telling these guys about it, like, I like just do simple box breathing for me a couple times, mm-hmm. just, like, strategically, and then if I do it before I work out, it's, like, the amount of energy and the amount of focus and attention I have by I doing five box breath. Right. Before I work out, compared to doing nothing, just just breathing,
2: yeah, It's like absolutely
0: out. astronomical. It's like the difference is absolutely insane to me. I don't think I ever, or well, not, say breathe. breathe or breath, <laughs> yeah, breath or breathe right my entire life until right. I was halfway, you know, aware of like, oh, well, we just breathed
2: a function, function? that oh. you know you came out of your your mother and you you breathe. You breathe. And there's so many different kinds of breathing. I was just listening to this guy on on one of my yoga journal things, and I'm like, I've never heard that before. And he was talking about this kind of breath and how it releases this nitrous oxide into your brain. That was talking, I know. man. <laughs>
1: I did that at your buffer me five called for so a balloon. Like,
2: so that it helps reduce the inflammation in your brain. So if you feel like you've got inflammation in your joints, so you also have it in this three pound thing that you're carrying on the top of your shoulders here. Especially if you're like, um, maybe you're a sugar addict. I'm a sugar addict. I have a really hard time with sugar. Um, You know, I go on and off sugar. It's, It's not good. So you think about this breathing that he's telling me, and I'm like, all right, I've got to do some more research on that so I can give that to my client base, like, okay, we're going to breathe really funny because you even know this in box, right? Okay, we're going to breathe for a certain amount of time because yep. you're going to count that number, you're going to hold it, and then you're going to exhale for a certain yep. amount of time, and you can play with the number so much for the benefit of it, like what you're saying, like, makes you feel like a whole different person, yep. like, I can wrap my head around this workout, and this workout's yep. going to be even better.
0: Yeah, so, and it's like the energy you just get from breathing properly, right, and breathing through everything, right. breathing, you know, like it's, it's not easy. it's not easy, and it's like the first time I was doing it, I was like watching my stomach and my chest, like, like is this supposed to be going like, how are you supposed to do it? But like, you get in the rhythm of it and you realize it, and it's like a, and to your point, to everybody's point about having these different little tools, right, every, you know, pieces and things from everywhere, that's like something so simple no money, Everybody does it anyway, right? right? And it's just something you can put into different situational awareness, and you can use it in different situations.
1: It's the challenge that you probably run into, we're going to face over here, and we know this, is that it's work. It's hard work to do these things, and I think a lot of times we were talking about meditation earlier, and I think people get frustrated with meditation because they think that they're going to sit Indian style. Put their hands up, close right. their eyes, and then the sense of amazing calmness and peace is going to rain upon them, for and forever, 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 and they're done. No work, no <laughs> deal with anything else. is done, right? Gotcha. And um, and we know that it's really hard work, and that like the journey and the work is kind of what makes it like makes it like better when you get there, right? Right. And um, so I, I just think that oftentimes this people want. The, people Want easy things, right? They want things boxed up and just kind of handed to them in a pill or wow. something like and that.
2: You that you want to get. Yeah.
1: And and now, and now you're saying no. And like when COVID started happening, my messaging to our marketing team, Brandon specifically, was like on our wellness campus, we're going to be offering tons of free things that people can do. That, like Chuck said, like we'll you have, want. you don't because it costs a penny to, to learn how to breathe properly, right? right? All our messaging should be around these things, like let's do the right thing. And, um, I learned so much as we were like gathering this information, we're putting things out there. And that was, that was what my whole goal was, is to have a home for holistic empowerment. Like one place where we're bringing all of this stuff together and empowering our patients. Now I know that one of our very first projects in doing that, and we can get kind of specific now if we can, um, you and Brandon have worked out, um, I've had a little bit of play into it, but you guys did the heavy lifting, a four part series that we're going to be right. doing with um, our team and you, um, around stress reduction. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mentioned earlier that, you know, yoga can be practiced a lot of different ways. This is really going to be in my mind, something for, for anyone. Right. I mean, cause it's, it's low movement. It's, right. It'll it's be minimal movement. It's, it's fairly simple. Um, it, we're gonna start as basic as we can get right and right. then over the course of four sessions we're gonna build up from breathing to breathing and light movements to learning a little bit about vinyasas in the third session I think right. and then by the fourth one we're gonna kind of link it all together
2: right. Plug it all in
1: so kind of explain to me uh, maybe we can go through more detail of the sessions and kind of what your thought process is and how you've created this, because I know that we're going to participate ourselves and we're super right. excited for it. So,
2: so I don't have all the lesson plans yet because okay. I'm still out. Well,
1: maybe we'll learn. Maybe we'll start putting some we'll details start. into yeah, today as we this, talk through it.
2: So the first one, the first class, we're just going to do pranayama. And one thing that I do, pranayama is breathing. So if you ever hear that, that's a Sanskrit word. So what I like to do with my my students or clients or whoever's whoever's Being exposed to my yoga is, and we did this. This is one of the principles in yoga fit is to we want to educate our students, our our people that are taking. So even if you don't take that word pranayama with you, breathing, at at least I've given it to you to say, hey, you you know a Sanskrit word. Hey, that's pretty cool. If you don't think it's cool, then you know just toss
0: forget it. it. it.
2: Just let it go because that's what it's all about anyway. If it's if you don't want to carry it with you, just let it go. and then to each time, like one of the other principles of a yoga class is not to have any expectations. Like you're saying, like, don't think you're going to come in here the first time and, like, I'm going to sit there and touch my middle finger to my thumb because we probably actually won't do that. Um, is in, like, oh, my world is going to be so, so much better. It might be better. It's going to be better because you're going to learn how to do something maybe different or maybe something new or maybe I'm I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never taught you guys. I don't know who's going to be watching it. It's just deliver that information so that they understand it in kind of a scientific way as well. It's not just – we're not just breathing. There's a reason why we're going to be – And not just scientific,
1: a scientific – you're going to give us a way. purpose, right? Yeah. So one of the things that when I met with you – um my very first introduction to you, I loved how purposeful you were about what you do and why you do it. And for me, that's something that I think is, is important when you're leading anyone, whether you're leading our 25 employees in terms of why we need everyone to do what they need to do. Our employees need a purpose when they come to work. Right. Right. Um, And I think sometimes that having that, that purpose and understanding like the purpose of, of yoga is to not have expectations and not do these things, but But to learn to just be comfortable and just to learn to follow directions and listen and take it all in.
2: So the breathing can learn you to teach you to, I can teach you to learn to take care of your breathing. And it might be just one way of breathing that we're going to do, which will be diaphragmatic breathing. But I'll explain to you why, because I'm an educator, not just a teacher. There's a reason, like I said, there's a reason why, and there's a really good reason why we do what we do. So yoga is also like that thing that everyone's probably heard like yin and yang or the sun and the moon. So if you're gonna do something one way in yoga, you're gonna do the complete opposite so that we keep you balanced and we keep things in alignment. So lots of lots and lots of breathing and it creates which is mindfulness, which that's one of my big things that I that I work with people about. If we're thinking about what we're doing and maybe we're counting that breath. Your brain doesn't have an opportunity to go jump onto, hey, Anthony, you got to pick the kids up and take them here, or you you missed gymnastic class, or I'm going to be late. So we're in the mindful of what we're doing right here, right now. And then everything else, when you get done, it's going to be waiting for you, trust me. It'll wait right there for you. Nothing's going anywhere. That
1: so sense of presence is, because inform- I live a pretty chaotic life right, with businesses right. and all these things. and. Um, I didn't realize how much I appreciate those breaks in life, but I was explaining earlier, like w- when I work out and you're getting ready to do an exercise you got this weight on your back, it's tough to think about the kids. It's tough to think about like anything else other than in this moment, my job is to get this weight down and up five times and Safe. then back on the rack safely. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, And you're, it's a vacation, right? Your mind literally just got a vacation from thinking about all the things that are, that are causing you stress and that are making your body breathe heavy and have a higher blood pressure and all these negative contributions. And, um, so I think that's, you know, whether it's, it's lifting weights or whether it's in yoga, you know, being able to take and have a level of presence, just being in the moment of where you're at and just saying that
2: that reward is not going to come right while you're doing it it's going to come later later it might be at the end of your practice it might be later than that
0: years in, yeah it might be, enough be enough.
2: keeping with whatever that practice is that you want to do for yourself
0: and so we talk a lot about like goal setting and like intention and stuff like that and I took it all into just that mindset yeah. aspect of it and like that whole the thing purpose. of
2: mindfulness um of taking what you need to do and doing it and getting through it without being distracted. So what I do a lot of things is mindful breath with mindful movement. And when we connect those two things together, sometimes it's hard, like if we're gonna do maybe four or five things together. And if you lose the breath, I always tell my clients like it's no big deal, just start over. Just start all the way back over. There's no there's no pressure for you to stick with me at the pace I'm going. Because all of us do things a little differently, and if you want to opt out, there's always modifications.
1: When you personally, when you're training someone, um, are you typically sticking to like to yoga, or are you opening them up to just simply like weightlifting and simply, like other things as well? Well, it
2: depends what the client wants. Like sometimes I have clients that just train in yoga. They just come in and do half an hour. I had a lady before I came here this afternoon. She came in for a private yoga class. She's got a high-stress job. She's, you know, got two kids and a husband at home. She's trying to take care of herself. She's pretty religious about her appointments. I have some people that just come in for half hours. But I also have clients that do both that take personal training from me and then that come and take yoga from me that have been with me since the beginning when I started teacher training, um, which is pretty incredible. I have a lady that's in her 70s, and she has trained with me since the first day I started at Merit. She's That's awesome. She she and I have never I'll say gotten a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I never have had a client, you know, sometimes they leave and they come back and they're actually the best ones. She has never ever left. It's it's just it's really pretty incredible that I've got that one person that's been with me for a long time.
1: Yeah, that is neat.
2: But a lot of my clients take both things from me. So it depends what they want. Sometimes I'll fuse a workout like okay, I had a, had somebody come in today. I'm like, I haven't seen your yoga walk because she won't come in and take the yoga class because because of the COVID, the pandemic stuff. So I said, I want to. I, I need to see your practice. So I did a 30 minute class, and it was great for her. She needed she needed me to see her, you know, in the studio one on one, which is good. It's good for I get as probably as much out of it as they do. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a teacher educator. It makes me feel good every day.
1: Um, when you're not feeling great, do you? We talked about this earlier. Um, what kind of level of neutrality and being able to compartmentalize what you may be going through internally when you're needed to be that teacher role, right? So. I hope this never happens, but maybe you got in a car accident, right? Or you have some some life event happen, but you still have to kind of put this face on and and be of service to someone else. And as Brandon's mentioned, like, that's a very giving thing when you're able to to give of yourself like that, and it's hard. How do you find you're able to – do you have any strategies to cope or to be able to check yourself Of I'm not in a great mental state, but this person deserves my 100%, so I'm going to try to – I mean, I've
2: had that for myself where I'm like, all right, what a – in the beginning, like, what am I supposed to do with myself? And then I would do deep breathing, have clients come in and tell me, like, I'm having a really hard time, help me, what do you want me to do? I'm like, all right, we're just going to do breathing. We're just going to lay on the mat or you can sit. Most of the time people like to lay down for some reason on their back. They want to get super, super duper comfortable on their back. On, you know, like this awesome floor in my studio with its hard black rubber puzzle tile floor. And then they tell me it feels heavenly and it does because they're in this – the other thing is is that creating a space for people to be comfortable enough to want to do that there.
1: Yeah. Oh um, well, we just um uh, you know, we just did a sound therapy session and we like, were laying down. Like
2: having and, that uh, safe space for them. And
1: Chuck fell asleep for a few minutes yeah, and I don't know that I don't know that I didn't either. I felt myself like going like go into there. The, like going there. Um but I didn't what I didn't think about was the level of safety that's needed to be able to for your body to do that. Like I see people sleep outside, like different. You know what I mean? Like they'll right. be on a park bench or something. Like right. I could never do that. Like I'm too right. aware of my surroundings to feel comfortable. Right. You like not be comfortable, right? So, so it's, that's
2: the other thing is creating that space for people, whether whether they've had trauma or not, just a regular person. Like you're laying on the floor, you're probably laying like on your where you lay on your back right. with your arms out. That's a submissive position. That's not that's not a cool position for a lot of people, right? Uh, I always tell people, if you're not comfortable, then modify that. Maybe pull your arms in like you're saying. Like if you were on a bench and you're in that kind of like a a fight or flight thing where you need to really pull yourself in. Um, But being able to do that and create that space for people, and then they can accept that space for themselves. So it becomes a comfort level for people, which is really up here again. Like, do I feel safe in here? Is it good? Does she really know what she's doing? That's another thing like... There's so much yoga out there in in many facilities. I mean, I'm private, um, in gyms or wherever, like people need to really pay attention, ask the instructor, like, what do you do? Are you certified? You know, I've been to training school. Um, you know, where do you do this? Um, and then it's it always has to be that, um, it has to be a connection. A feel. You know? Yeah, it's like this, there has to be rapport there for it to work or it's, you know, you're not gonna be able to build that. So it's to feel safe,
1: comfortable space. And that's like for us. We um, I think I'm sure but you mentioned that we have lots of different kind of uh, folks coming through, right? Mm-hmm. And that's because we know that not everyone's going to feel like there's people that won't feel safe with you. I mean, right. I do, right? I think right. I have a great connection. To you, but maybe there's someone that's looking for something else, or they're going to connect with somebody else um, for whatever reason that may be. And I just I think that's so important is to, to find your people. Right. And, and find- there's
2: plenty of us out there, and you just have to find right person but you guys are going to be doing this stuff and there's going to be so many different things with so many different people and if I always am like if somebody asked me if I what did somebody asked me a couple weeks ago did I teach um, a, a certain kind of yoga I'm like I, I have no idea what it is I have no training in it I could have been the instructor who said sure google it as soon as you and I'm like no, no 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 you know I'm not comfortable Maybe you need to, to find someone else because we all have, like you said in the beginning, yoga is vast. It's, there's, you know, everything from vinyasa to Bikram, to hot yoga, to power yoga, to all, all kinds of stuff. And it depends what you've been trained in. I'm definitely not going to teach anything I do not know about. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Um, but to your point, there are so many instructors that, and they're not all created equal and there's <laughs> good and bad, just like anything else. And, and if you had a, a poor experience, Ask yourself that, you know, was the instructor someone that I, that I vibed with? Is the instructor someone that I yeah. felt like I had a connection to? Um, and if the answer is no, then maybe try to find an instructor that you do find a connection to. I find it makes a whole difference in the world, especially as I'm putting myself in vulnerable situations and things yeah. that I don't know about and I haven't done before. If I didn't have a connection to that instructor, that, that safe space, you're kind of already off. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling anxious about someone that's supposed to help you with your anxiety, it's right. not the greatest thing in the world. I
2: just had that happen recently. I had just this lady I have known for a long time called me and consulted with me on the phone. It was before COVID. And she took yoga somewhere. And she was like, I hated it, but I want to take it. I need it. I'm like, oh gosh. She said the word hate. Oh my gosh. Like, I wonder what happened. But it doesn't matter. So I said, well, why don't you just come in and try? Because I don't want you to hate yoga. Maybe it's just not for you. So she came into the studio. We had two sessions. She's a beginner at yoga. Like, this is her first. And she hates it. And then she was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it it was the connection, the space. She felt safe with me. She trusted me. Uh, And then we had to do all online until recently. And she's hooked. Which is great because I didn't want her to take that, that experience that she had and ex it that never want to try it again. Sure. I just got to be the lucky person to get her and see all this progress and to, of course, you know, it's business, have another client, and, and she's great. She comes in two half hours a week and does private yoga. She's doing great.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, so there's... That person that's willing to try and not let, you know, one thing ruin it for you. I think all of us need to be open with that. I think that's kind of like when you get that yoga brain or... And you guys all have that anyway because you're in just this whole whole new thing out here that's opening doors for other things yeah I, can, I feel like
1: I can relate you know there's often people come to me and I think that CBD it happens more CBD honestly than THC because there's so much bad CBD products out there and there's such little support and someone will tell me they have really bad inflammation and like you ever try CBD and I'm like oh, that doesn't work I'm like no it definitely <laughs> works on inflammation like where did you get yeah there's all there, the studies like I can, I can, you can scientifically you know but I don't necessarily even you know you don't always want to go down that route but I always want to be like especially for my friends and family like if they have a a cannabinoid question or a cannabis question or a hemp question like I want to be like the voice of the truth because I want them to have a good experience right Right. like you know how impactful yoga has been to you I know how impactful cannabis has been to me and I wear that as a badge of honor and I want to share that with other folks Um, but it's not for everyone and I'm very quick to let people know look man this is not a panacea not everyone uses cannabis and has a great experience Like there's people that have bad experience, and that's okay.
2: Right. There's something else out there. Yeah. There's nothing
1: wrong with that. But your endocannabinoid system is not what's causing your issues. Right. I
2: mean, yoga is not for everybody. But if you want to try it and you're willing, I think that more people would
1: would benefit uh, than not. Right.
2: Than not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we do too. Varieties of it. We really feel that um, you know, for our patient base this is something that we can really offer to a lot of folks. I'm really excited to do the, the series with you because of COVID that's going to be virtual, right? So we're going to, we're going to be recording those sessions. Uh, so folks will be able to digest that in their home and there's some benefits too. So, you know, um, once we put these things in a digital format, they'll be digestible for our you know, people that follow us in Baltimore and, and those areas and it'll be a little wider, wider reach. That's one thing that we've, we've utilized or thought about is that, with the pushing of telemedicine and Zooming and Teams meetings, it does allow us to have a wider base of. Practitioners and, right. and experts, because to get someone to come from California to meet with a patient is not plausible, but to get them to hop on a Zoom meeting for thirty minutes right. is is doable. It's yeah. doable. So you know, just like everything else, there's there's pros and cons. Yeah. But so we I, know, I do miss. I personally miss the human interaction. I miss the touch. I miss. The, yeah. that's how I kind of vibe.
2: Yeah, so. it's a whole different adaptation. But at least we have this to fall back on when we have to do this. You know, and we're kind of restricted right now, but. Hopefully we can grow and back into those studios, you know, and get those human beings back with other human beings. That's also important to you that we're all kind of lost in that right now. Very. This
1: is a, um, this is somewhat of a personal question, but it's, I mean, it's timely for everyone. I mean, you are in a, you own a business that's in a gym setting that depends on people coming to you. You were forced to shut down, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what is like, I mean, is there a state of despair between yoga studios and across the country or are they holding up? Well, is there, are there I mean, I'm friends with, you know, the owners of pure fitness and I know the challenges that they were having, they were doing and they were in a pretty, pretty dominant position before COVID and were looking yeah. to expand into different gyms and and everything was great. And just like that, their entire business was was put in jeopardy. I mean, do you find yourself in, as a, in yoga studios like that or are they weathered a storm better?
2: I have to say, like, my class that's like my biggest class and I have small classes has seven people in it, right? And only three people are ready to come back into the studio. But because of this... The other four have um, people that they live with that have compromised.
1: Immunocompromised. Yeah,
2: like some cancer or some other diseases, and they just aren't comfortable. And I respect that. So what I've done still is just like, all right, you can catch it on FaceTime. And I didn't go Zoom or anything because now those people decide decided like, oh, I'm not going to take the class at 1 o'clock on Thursday. I'll take it another time, which I wish that they would – Come on when I'm teaching the class so I know that they're being accountable to the class that they've paid for because my clients have been so good to me about that. Like, they're, you know,
1: That's of, great. They're
2: keeping me yep. alive because it was so darn scary. Yeah. Okay? Just like you guys. I mean, I came in here, I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys are building this great community. <laughs> business, and we're in COVID, yeah. and they're ripping out drywall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> place where we want to bring you. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, you're going to be okay because I started a business when the stock market crashed. What year was that? 2008. 2008. Yeah. And people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I've got to move forward, yeah. folks. And since then, I've moved into a much nicer studio in my complex, so it, it, it's going to be well worth the fruits. Sorry, I think our
0: reminds just The fruits like, will come. Yeah, like, you know what, like, if you have this vision, eventually the vision's going to come to fruition, like this yeah. will pass too. Like, we'll do our best to keep the pedal to the metal now. We're just going to go for it. Not we're helping people open. that
1: are stressed. People are stressed yeah. out. I'm going to argue that this has never been a better time for a place like this and there's never Absolutely. more need for what we're doing. Especially and, uh, with
2: what like you're doing here with me today and these other yeah. business people in this in this community of the shore wherever us they're all coming from. This is just a great opportunity for myself as well as other people to get ourselves out there and tie in with all these other people
0: that's a, um, And that's, like a, that's it's it's super so important.
2: It's so positive.
0: Super important for us as a business. Like if we have this platform to be able to share the platform with other small business owners. Right.
1: Be the catalyst. Be the of, catalyst
0: to like, hey guys, like oh, this stuff's out there. We want to introduce you to it. Like all these people go on their websites. Like they're part of our community and our family. Like it's all one big kind of thing. And that's like a... We have the platform. It's important. I mean, I've had clients.
2: That. I've told a few clients that you know what, what I'm, I'm collaborating with you guys and how cool it is, and I'm so excited about it, and they're excited. And me, I'm like, well, can we get on their website and take your take your class? And the other class I don't know how that's going to work, but as soon as. You know, we
1: get that information. Yeah, I mean, ideally, that's that's there. kind of a long-range goal. I mean, I think the first presence that they'd see is, is you listed under our partner provided services mm-hmm. as a, a partner of ours. And then ideally, once we get a better understanding of
2: time, well, we can partners. bring people
1: in and and in a routine right. way, right. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's so much uncertainty right now with, bringing people into a new building yeah. like this. Um but yeah, I mean I think that's the goal it's
2: also positive, Anthony. And, and thank you. So we positive. need we
1: need I think one of the blessings of our team is last year we went through a, a huge exploration stage. We really allowed ourselves to kind of think about different areas that we wanted to do and what do we want to do. And um it allowed us to come back to what we do best, and that is um is patient support, right? So I think that when it comes to cannabinoid-based medicine, there's no one better than our team in helping patients through that journey. Um, And we knew that that journey very quickly after opening didn't just stop at at cannabis, right? Right. Um, But I don't want to pretend like I'm a a yoga expert. Like, to your point, when somebody asked you about this new age yoga or something you never heard of like you didn't want to fake it right no. um, but I do want I do want them to understand look we've we've garnered the respect of of these subject matter experts right. and they want to work with us and, and they want to work with our patients and our patients still face guilt and they they still face a lot of challenges that I don't know that people are aware of. Um, we've had patients discharged from physical therapy, kicked out from their general primary care physician because they tested positive for cannabis because they didn't want an opioid, right? So we wanted a, a community of, of subject matter experts and folks like yourself that aren't going to judge our patients, that are going to come with an open mind. We want our patients to do the same thing, to not judge preconceived notions of yoga, to understand that there is a physical and mental responsibility that you have to yourself if you care about yourself and you care about wellness it's not a pill it's not weed it's a lot right of work
2: a lot of good stuff out
1: there yeah there's a lot of good stuff out there to help you and you'll get the benefits i mean when you really start getting that you really start feeling that peace and it's not from a a booze bottle or it's not right. from like a specific event but it's just because you're peaceful inside right. like that's that's the end goal right that's oh, a, that's yeah. like the big w that
2: I don't know if you read like that Who I Am thing about, I always tell my tell my client base or people and I'll tell you guys like treat your body as a temple um, from the top to the bottom, from the inside to the outside, that's kind of how I think of training as well as yoga practice. And yoga is always a practice, just so you know, we always put that in there that it's yoga practice. We're just going to keep practicing because you're never going to be there's, a professional. You're never, never going to learn it all. It's endless. It is endless.
1: That's uh. It's let's leave like on that. Practice
2: of life right? The
0: practice life, right? you're never gonna get it. It's practice in That's every right. Month.
1: No, so I think.
2: And every practice is different. Like I, I teach kind of off the cuff now because I've been teaching for so long, and it's like every time I do it, it's different. But I've got it, you know. what I'm saying I want to give it. I'm not giving myself. I just want to tell you, like we yoga practitioners and teachers want to give you yoga. Here, here's yoga. It's not me. It's yoga. I'm just, I'm just an ambassador, right? I'm just an ambassador. It's going through me to you. The <laughs> conduit. Know a conduit. I, want to take, I don't want to take all that personal credit for it, even though I get this great euphoria and these endorphins. And that's a whole nother thing. It's like when we exercise, you guys, we get endorphins yeah. that kick out. We get,
1: we get natural cannabinoids too. it makes
2: us feel good. So, if you practice yoga, you're probably going to feel really good afterwards, even if it's just the breathing part of it.
1: So. Yeah. Um, you yeah, like runner's high and, yes, and there's exactly. this natural, though, a lot of that is, is also caused by natural cannabinoids, like an andamide, which is naturally occurring in your body. You have it. Um, one thing I don't necessarily know that people comprehend about CBD so much is the thing about CBD is, unlike THC, which kind of goes to a receptor and sits there and acts as itself. CBD just, it slows down the metabolism of your body's natural endocannabinoids. It slows down how your body breaks down your feel good chemicals. And that's why it's so effective is if your body's, your body's making these feel good chemicals, it's, it's your job to the, to, to feed that right, so your body's continue to make those good chemicals, and then if you have things that are that are breaking them down too quickly or not allowing them to get through your body, you know that's where CBD can be really really helpful for folks. Um, and it wasn't it was, it was explained to me like that not too long ago, and it clicked a little bit more because I'm not sure people always understand how CBD works, and they think oh CBD, but what it's doing is actually allowing your body to do its thing in a more productive way. You're not breaking these things down as fast as so. I Um Any last words? Yeah, like tell everyone where your studio is located. Um, email, Facebook, Every Someone's fired up. They want to holler at you. Okay. How do they, uh, how do they get in touch? My physical
2: location us? is on Riverside Drive. It's 547. It's Sweet G. It's... Um,
1: By Rise Up, right?
2: It's past Rise Up. It's in the, it's in the um, center where they run a show lives. Um, It's right across from David Collins and across from Riverside Pharmacy on the opposite side of the street. And kind of tucked back there on the very end. I'm getting ready to redo my logo. um, So that's going to be coming really soon. I like to change that. I just found something that was kind of catchy for me. So everybody have to wait and see that. Cool. Um, I don't have a website because the website doesn't work out well for me, but I have a Facebook page, Jerry Miller uh, Yoga and Fitness, and it's under maybe Jam Studios that might come up too. Um, and on Instagram, I don't do a lot of stuff on there. I do I, I do a lot of foodie stuff, and I have a, my dog on there and some baby <laughs> birds that have hatched and nests. and kind of You talked about nose. your dog
1: a bunch. What kind of dog do you? Have? I have
2: a yellow lab, an English lab. Her name's Libby. She's nice. Awesome. Still awesome. should be five. Huh? November uh, the eighth, and she um, she keeps me in check with life when it gets a little tricky out there. I mean, dogs
1: me. are great, but Labs are something special. Uh, I'm so
2: Lab partial. I, the last two dogs I had were yellow Labs, English Labs, and my dogs, uh, cat. And
1: then, my most recent dog, before the one I had now, was a yellow Lab named Binger. Oh, a Binger bot. He was a good dog
2: they're awesome i'm so glad. i'm so in love with labs brandon knows
1: logan's about to, to pony up to a black yeah. lab in a couple of weeks
2: all right that's great
1: this should be exciting You're
2: the lab? yeah i have to come see the puppies i about a puppy
1: well jerry thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate okay. this and i'm really looking forward to um doing our series and and having you on again
2: thank you so much and i'm really looking forward to uh
1: coming on board here as
2: a, another business owner in the partnership that hopefully that we can all develop and help everything grow for, for all of us. For sure. Especially you open up this brand new facility. Someone's got so to that the keep, the on, right? We're We're keep the lights on, right? On. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.
2: Bye-bye. <clears throat>